Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. In this era of media, in my opinion, no one has served his his community more ably, more passionately, and with a depth of caring than the longtime beat writer for the Altoona Mirror and the longest-serving beat writer on the beat right now for Penn State football, Neil Riddell. Neil, with great respect, we welcome you back. Hey, Barry. Thank you, Steve. So nice of you. Appreciate your remarks. It's deserved in every way, and you know that I've said that to you privately anyway. Uh, The Little League World Series. I did get a chance to meet the Hollidaysburg players before it began. What a nice group of kids, and the coaches are terrific. Really liked them. What was it like for you to see that kind of run and to cover a Little League World Series? You know, Steve, I I consider this one of my career highlights. I truly do. <clears throat> it it was so much fun, and I've been very blessed, as you referenced. I mean, I was I was there at the Sugar Bowl when Penn State won their first national championship. I was in Miami. I mean, covering Penn State football has yep. you know truly been a privilege. But as far as um, a, a single team that that I've never seen a community uh, all multi-generations get behind uh, a team like this little league team. It was incredible. Everywhere you went for the last week and a half, that's all anyone wanted to talk about here. The bars were packed. Every TV had the little league game on. And I'm sure I know you've been to Williamsport. It's just uh, such a, a paradise, uh, such a grand stage of sport of youth sports. Number one uh, venue for youth sports in, in maybe in the world, and they just do it so well. And the emphasis on sportsmanship. You see players and teams consoling each other. Uh, there really are no losers. They really do it right there. And this is the first team we've ever had advance there. And so they punched a ticket um, by winning in Bristol. And then then it's just kind of the bandwagon just started rolling. And I was happy to be part of it. It just really was, uh, it really was a thrill. When the young men from Beach Creek played there, boy, they went up in right. droves because it was so close. Did you right. see the same thing where they're just – Loads and loads of people going up to Williamsport because it didn't take a genius to watch on TV and figure out who the home team was. Right. Well, uh, Chris Massey, who uh, he's a Penn State grad who covers uh, for Williamsport uh, high school sports in the Little League World Series. He's there for like two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he told me that on, on the first night that Holidaysburg played back, uh, I guess, two Thursdays ago, he said this is like a U.S. championship crowd. Uh, for the first night. And then uh, after they had won the third game, uh, third straight game, you know, they again drew 18,000. You know, definitely it was a home team. Of course, it was a Pennsylvania champion that everybody got behind. And um, you could, you know, you you couldn't walk eight feet without running into somebody from Blair County. And it wasn't necessarily just Holidaysburg. It was the whole area that had uh, gotten behind it. Um, so yeah, just, just a big thrill, really. I, I think probably the innocence 
of Little League. And also, you know, this has not been a happy time, you know, for anybody these last few years between COVID and the gas prices and the political divide and everything. And to see, to see how a Little League team could put smiles on everybody's faces was just really neat. What was it like for you to talk as often as you did with that coaching staff and with those players? Well, they uh, it, they handled it. Jim McGuff uh, is the manager. He handled it Good guy, very, pro- yeah, yeah, very professionally. Really well coached team. I mean, we're sitting there, and I'm not sure the guy made a questionable move in in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, you know, the team just, you know, everything was very fundamental. They're not the biggest kids. The Texas kids are no. bigger. And uh, it was a good win for Tennessee last night. I kind of thought maybe Texas would beat Tennessee. I'm not sure anybody's being Hawaii. Right. Uh, but, you know, they uh, they bring kids out after they win. They don't, they don't it's the manager only uh, when they lose. You know, a couple of the kids were a little more comfortable than, than others. And, you know, you're covering Little League. So, you know, you're really not getting into a lot of pointed situations sure. or questions. So, I mean, there is a lot more uh, discretion involved. But, you know, Jim McGuff, you know, because there was so much interest. So I would text him on the day of the game just to confirm the starting pitcher, you know. And yeah. I put that out on Twitter just because – the interest warranted it. Uh, so, but he was he was very professional, and his messages were so great. And afterwards, um, you know, this team has really set the bar um, for the future. I mean, it'll have a legacy that'll stand forever. Really. No, no question. I mean, they only not not only won there; they won three times there, which is remarkable. And as for Jim. I think being a Little League World Series manager is so difficult because you've got to manage innings and pitches all the time on a day-by-day basis. It's a hard formula to make sure that you're ahead of the entire time, and Jim and his staff did that. They did. Uh, In the regional, um, you know, the holidays were keeping 11 players. Yeah. So there's different rules in terms of how many coaches you can have if you have 12 or less, and then 12 or more, you can have a third coach in the dugout. Otherwise, a kid has to coach first. And uh, the Delaware team, uh, or maybe the D.C. team that they played in the championship game. Delaware. Um, and, and Delaware, okay. Uh, they had 14 kids. So there's a must-play rule, so every kid um, obviously has to get one at bat when you have – 14. But when you have 11, every kid also has to get six outs in the field. And Holidaysburg really developed those kids had actually more opportunity to be significant parts of these this last three weeks than if you would have been one of 14, uh, because then you would have probably got your at bat and you may not maybe an inning in the field. Uh, But you know, that was uh, uh, you, you saw kids, uh, there were interchangeable parts, you know, say maybe six or seven through 11, uh, whereas other teams, you know, had to scramble to get a kid in the bat and, you know, now you're trailing and whatnot. So, yeah, just um, the team really represented our area extremely well. And it, it was uh, it was just a privilege uh, to be along for the ride. What I love about going up to Lomity or Volunteer Stadium is that the concession stand 
is like the concession stand in the Holidays Bird. It's a concession stand in Steakhouse. It's the same prices. They don't. They don't. It's they treat it like it's a little league game, and that, that I find that to be really cool. Well, and Steve, the whole experience, other than the concession, is free. It yeah. doesn't cost anything to get in. <laughs> There's no parking fee. Um, you know, so everybody, it's just, it's just a happy place. It's a little bit of Disney world without yeah. the lines. Yeah. Um, it, it, and they manage it. I give a lot of credit to little league baseball up yeah. there and, uh, they inducted, uh, Todd Frazier was there. They, and yep. these people have such messages of what the little league experience meant and the community, the volunteerism, I'm sure they have three or 400 volunteers, uh, that they count on the umpires volunteer, although they, they get paid, uh, you know, their travel expenses. So yeah. there was a lot I didn't know about it, but it's, uh, it's the most impressive. Yeah. I spoke to the umpires one year at their uh, luncheon before the world series began. Uh, and again, same, as you said, you know, people are like, what about that call? The dude's not getting paid. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. They paid for him to drive in. All right. Uh, right. Wonderful experience. Steve Keener and his group do a great job up there. Yeah. And by the way, and I want to give credit where credit's due. You can be critical of ESPN for a lot of things, but not how they do the Little League World Series. They do a great job with it. They tell great stories. Yeah, absolutely. They work the crowd. They talk to the parents. They really yep. put a human face on it. A lot of attention was made to that bull power, the uh, embrace of the challenger division that the holiday yes. for kids. Uh, exhibited how they gave a standing ovation to the kid's brother from Utah who, um, you know, was was seriously injured. And they just really, uh, really do it all right. You mentioned the umpires. I believe Jerry Fisher uh, umpired a Little League World Series game at one point. I think he did because he got into umpiring a long time ago here, and that's right. what he always wanted to do. Uh, yeah. You know, and so – Great for him. And as for Easton Oliverson, I believe he they was he left Geisinger. He's back in Utah, from what we understand. And after having a lot of doubts early, they think he has a chance at a full recovery. So, oh, I hope so. Jeez, uh, we all can't, hope so. can't imagine as a parent, you know, or a grandparent, what you're what you're feeling. Your kid is in, in the high of going to a Little League World Series, and to get that phone call. Oh, it just yeah. it just shakes you to the core. Uh, now, the transition is going to be from that to a Penn State football season. What How about kind, it? What kind of thoughts do you have, at least initially, as you change gears from 11- and 12-year-olds to 18- to 23-year-olds? <laughs> I, I promise not to be – a giant leap in, in critical <laughs> critical thinking. Yeah. Analysis. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it'll be a little different. Yes. Um, yeah. And the world will also be watching on Thursday night. And I think Penn State has a chance to to be a good football team eventually. And you're a lot closer to it than I am. Uh, how soon will help determine what the record is with these three road games in their first six games. Um, uh, I'm not sure they've ever had three more challenging road tests in, 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 in the first half of the season than they're going to have, um, I think, starting at Purdue. Um, but they have a lot, of, uh, a lot of pieces. I'm anxious to see 
how they can answer some of these questions uh, with a new defensive coordinator, even though he's an experienced coach, uh, you know, a, a middle linebacker that you're counting on presumably to be calling the signals uh, facing an, a real aerial attack and, and a team that can score against a Penn State team that really has to prove it can score at that level. So, um, you know, really looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, you know, while everybody was glued to the Little League, they're going to be glued to watching uh, Penn State as well. Well, I know the Holidays Bird kids and the coaching staff, Will, they told me, except for one, that they're all Penn State fans. <laughs> there, was uh-huh. a, there was one, they, they were telling me, they said, well, Mr. Jones, he says, you know, we're all Penn State fans. I said, oh, great. You know, the coaches were, you know, Jim was telling me he loves Penn State football, right? They said, but there's one kid. And I can't remember. It doesn't matter what the name of the kid is. Right. But that's irrelevant. He says, he likes Pitt and Ohio State. I said, Really? <laughs> So I, I looked over at him. He says, Pitt and Ohio State started to kind of put his head down. I said, don't put your head down. I said, every time you come to the plate, I hope you hit a home run. <laughs> I said, it's all about you guys winning. I said, don't worry about that. So you can root for anybody you want. Neil, it is always a pleasure. Uh, I think it's – I'm so glad you had that experience. It, uh, it's what makes sports worthwhile covering, don't you think? For sure. I mean, we're trying to be hyper local and, and, um, you know, we just wanted to be there to provide the kind of coverage that we felt and it made, uh, felt this team deserved. And it made me think, Steve, back of the state college team that fell just short and, and ran into an unfortunate situation with an NL, which would prove to be an eligible player at one point because that team was good enough too. And, uh, you know, we could have all, you know, remembered that team in Williamsport, sure. and who knows how far they would have gone. Yeah, I know. The, the top player in that team lives one street up for me, for goodness sake. So it's like they got to march around the next year with the championship banner. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's nice, but it's, it's it kind of hollow in a lot of ways. But that's okay. Sure. Hey, hey well, uh, best wishes for the Penn State season for you, Steve. I'll look forward to seeing you on the road. Can't wait to see you on the road, my friend. It's always a pleasure. You know that. Thanks, Steve.